Hello, hello, hello. It's Wednesday and it's time for Pop and Politics. We are talking about the latest in hot topics, news, and entertainment. I'm KJ and let me introduce you to my co-hosts. We have Shelly E, Yana, T, and joining us tonight is Commissioner Autumn Simmons. She is hailing from Tennessee, all the way from beautiful Tennessee, and she is joining us tonight. How how is everyone doing? Doing great. Doing well. Good, good. Well, um, as you guys can see, Colleen is away today. She is will be back next week. Uh, so again, as I say, join the conversation by leaving a comment on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. We will check the comments periodically throughout the show. And don't just comment, subscribe. Subscribe to our social media so you always know when we post new content. Check us out on our website at www.metroconservativemedia.com for up-to-date information. Uh, We are an independent media and we appreciate the support. So as you're checking us out, donate. Uh, Any amount is appreciated. Again, we're independent, and that just helps to spread the word and get our voice out there. All right. So uh, without further ado, ladies, let's set it off. All right. So we are starting tonight uh, talking about the fallout and repercussions of the pandemic. So we know, I think everyone knows, people have been censored, medical professionals lost their jobs because of mandates, schools were closed. Uh, We have a whole host of things that occurred in this pandemic. And when I say pandemic, of course, I'm talking about the COVID-19 when that entered the scene. So I want to talk about what have we learned now? Uh, Two years later, actually, yeah, two going into three years, I think, later. What have we learned from everything that has occurred during this pandemic? I want to start with you, Shelly. What are your What are your thoughts on this? What have we learned? Well, I would say from the beginning, I, I would say I knew or many of us knew that something was not right, which is why I was one of several who were out protesting back in March, April 2020. All right. Uh, Yana, what are your thoughts on this? What have we learned, you know, two years over two years later, all that has transpired? What have we learned about this during this pandemic? Well, I think what we learned is that we have no rights. We imagined, we thought we had rights in this country, that we were free and the Constitution was protecting us. And what I learned is that's not true. Yeah. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on this, Autumn. As I mentioned before, we have a lot of things that have come out now. Uh, A lot of things that we thought were one way have turned out to be another now. What what are your thoughts on that? What have we learned um, right now, 2022, from this pandemic? Um, It was really more so what is confirmed. Um, My thoughts were we shouldn't have made this political. And also when it comes to our health care, when it comes to our medical records, it should always be between the patient and their physician. And that's it, it should be kept private. And I mean, just everything that has turned about just proves that. All right. 
same question to you, T. Uh, what are your thoughts on this now from almost, what, two and a half years later? What did we learn from this from the beginning of the pandemic till now? Well, we've learned what we all, we've always been telling people that it was, it was planned and that this is nothing new and it, it, this is nothing new for the people who, who planned it. It was all for um, a purpose and an agenda. And now we're seeing it all fall in their faces right now. All right. I mean, nearly two and a half years since COVID-19 pretty much altered our sense of space and safety. The CDC is now loosening its guidelines on social distancing and quarantining. Uh, so some of the things that have changed, they've uh, marked a significant change in the country's approach to the pandemic. According to Axios, now people, the guidelines have are changed. People who are exposed to COVID no longer need to quarantine unless they test positive or develop symptoms. That's per the CDC's guidelines. Uh, similarly, people who are vaccinated, unvaccinated, people should test on the fifth day after exposure and wear a high quality mask. So they're still pushing these masks. But what are you guys' thoughts on this? I want to open it up um, with, to the CDC updating their guidelines. Yeah, um, I'll go first. So the CDC guidelines are still in up in a disarray, causing a lot of confusion. They've been doing that since the beginning. So these uh, policies, the, the lockdown certainly have caused more harm than they have helped anyone by and large. Yeah, I mean, the CDC, when when you think before this pandemic, when we thought of the CDC, the agency pretty much would, would offer thoughts on how you should cook burgers, um, you know, things like that. Sushi, uh, how you should cook your food. And, how to wash your hands. Right, right. <laughs> But ever since COVID, COVID, it has become the CDC's word is bond. They became policymakers. Um, not only that, but they had ties with the uh, teachers unions and the teachers unions were working with them on creating this policy. What do you think about that, Yana? Is that something that we should continue uh, as we as far as something we've learned from this? Well, I don't know how we can trust the CDC after it's been changing his guidance constantly so like every few months i don't even like every time i need to know what's going on i need to go back and see what's what's the new guidance so before it was you gotta uh, isolate for two weeks if you're with covid then it just changed to five like that's a huge change so what happened and then that means that people in the past were isolating for way too long and maybe losing wages and not working during those time at that time um about the mask i just looked at you they said they just kind of added that they said you can remove your mask after day 10 after you had the infection so you can remove your mask like before it was like you have to wear it all the time and they made it like uh, all the in schools, like everyone was wearing masks, and it's it's terrible for the kids, like especially little ones. Like I was seeing three year olds like forced to wear these masks. Then teachers wearing the masks. I mean that is it is bad for education process. Uh, like young, especially younger children, they have to see face. They also have to learn how to 
speak, you know, pronounce things properly, read. And so we have these like faceless people, you know, teaching kids for two years already. And they're still pushing it right now. Like in the next school year, they, they're telling, like, I know like uh, PG County, I believe like they are forcing the mask again, still. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were, they were, the Biden administration, CDC were taking orders from the American Federation of Teachers. Um, and again, this was forced on classrooms. Remember they closed them down and remained closed um, up until I think winter of 2020. No one has been fired for this dear election of duty. No one has been openly chastised. Uh, and then they, again, with the math, you know, it took until what, May 2021 for the agency to recognize that COVID spreads through the air. We mm -hmm. all know that aerial viral uh, uh, air, air transfer for viruses, um, the masks don't help. And they continue to push masking despite the fact that there's not a single study with a control group showing that masking mandates prevent the COVID spread. Right. I mean, people, I don't understand why more people are not upset about this, especially right. parents. Now, uh, about, now they're saying that it's the same guidance for vaccinated and unvaccinated people. So, and they were harassing, like you remember we went to, to DC where they they shut down like they said businesses cannot restaurants cannot accept unvaccinated people that af affected the people who lived there it affected businesses I know how much money they lost because of that and that was that ended in like a month and a half but what was that like I mean I don't understand why people are not more mad and it's it's scare tactics as well I mean not only that, they've created this fear in people that is uh, as a result of the mask mandates and a result of the pandemic. They've created this fear. And now people have gone crazy even more. They've lost their minds because, you know, I know someone told me that they someone they were attacked physically because they didn't have on a mask. They didn't wear a mask. And it's 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 triggered something mental in people as a as a result of this. And. Now a lot of people have lost their minds and they're more depressed people and more people have anxiety and it's just created this whole mental disorder in people as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we're coming from the, the Northeast. What are your thoughts on this autumn, you know, down in Tennessee? You know, the free state. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, can you compare and contrast what you've experienced there? Mm -hmm. I did not, I didn't even, I said, what is that? But um, <laughs> no. Um, Transparency is what we needed. Um, when it was first brought on, when COVID was just becoming something we were aware about, I was living in Italy. So mm -hmm. we had already had our lockdown and we did the whole nine and they opened back up and then they locked down again. Italy, they were trying out different things, but they made sure they communicated that with everyone and said, this is brand new. We don't know. <laughs> so we're going to try this and see what happens. And if that doesn't work, we're going to try something else. Same thing should have happened in the United States when they noticed other countries um, were experiencing this and they can't say they didn't know because we have military installations that could have easily communicated that. But anyways, um, transparency would have been the number one thing to happen and making sure that they're saying nothing is absolute. Everything is just an experiment. We don't know if this is the right way to go about it. Maybe simply hand washing would have been the best solution. I don't know about six feet and then, <laughs> you know, no. just 
I, you know, cutting the holes. People have tried so many different things with the mask, but either way, they should have made sure that nothing came across like it was concrete. And that was the only thing that was going to work, work because, I mean, no one knew. No mm -hmm. one, is, you know, with the changes and everything. We, we couldn't even question the CDC. Like yeah. it was, you know, people tried to say that there's, there has to be more information. We're still learning about it. There are all these medical professionals that were yeah. coming out with different uh, studies and things that they've observed and medication that can be used. And they were, that's what I mean. Like we had no rights during that time. If you were talking about a, a medication that a CDC did not approve, you were shut down like you were right. censored like everything was removed from your platform you would lose your job yeah and even being over here i know in autumn you said you were in italy then they created a narrative that italy had had it the worst especially in the elderly community like all these older people were passing and transitioning from covid in italy they just made italy seem like it was just one of the worst countries for Okay, KJ, you asked what, um, you said, what did we learn? One of the things I learned that I learned that really became kind of um, the message drove home, what Yana said about we didn't have rights. I disagree. We did have rights and we do have rights. What was, what was I, what I learned was that half of our country, at least, give or take, are easily feared and will give up those rights at the drop of a dime. So back in 2020, um, Dennis Prager wrote an article, April 2020, talking about that uh, the, the lockdowns were a dress rehearsal for a totalitarian state. And I think since that time, since 2020 in particular, we have seen more and more of our right, our ability to speak freely with all these woke corporations, um, and, you know, free speech and all of that under attack even more because of what we as a country allowed to happen in 2020, because many people were feared. They had this, this psychology, this social psychology of fear driving through every institution and across America. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, what about the medical professionals that just won a lawsuit mm -hmm. uh, because they were denied at the time? They were so yes, this one ten million dollars because they were denied uh, med uh, religious exemptions uh, and they they couldn't work uh, yeah, because of that. So I mean, where were their rights at the mm -hmm. time? Yeah, oh, no, I think the rights were there. They were, they were, you know, swept away. So they, they didn't give up their. Power. I mean, they didn't. Uh, you know, you said that people gave. It's true. Some people gave up their rights willingly, but many people did not give them up willingly. They were forced. Mm -hmm. That's true. Not only them. Look at the military. Look how many people were discharged from the military for um, for saying they wouldn't take the vaccine. Uh, you know, we had private companies, private employers who mandated that their their employees take this vaccine or you are fired. Right. Um, so yeah, that was a situation where- Or people couldn't find a job. Like every, every ad that they would look at, it would say vaccination required. Right. And so- But let's not, forget, let's not forget, even, let's not forget, even before the vaccines, you know, the craze about the vaccines, Governors across the country, all our, our states, not all of them, a couple of them did not, shut down people from their jobs. 
So well before the vaccines were on the scene, the, the people's jobs were taken away or they were taken away from their jobs. Uh, people yeah. told to stay home. Adults, functional adults, not criminals, not felons on the run, no one on home monitoring were told to stay home. Like, Don't drive. Uh, uh, shop time. owners, like uh, people yeah. who owned uh, shops and yeah. restaurants. So we uh, know all this. We know all we this know that has occurred. What have we learned? How can, what do we need to do so that the next, as we know, just with all of this, uh, these, these, these testing and, and where the world is kind of uh, at on edge with other countries, we know this something is coming. You know, just it's just a matter of time when we have the next pandemic or the next uh, crazy uh, situation or event that's going to cause fear amongst the masses. What do we do to prevent these rights being taken away? Um, I, I want to start with you on this uh, autumn. And being in Tennessee, that's another question I wanted to ask. Before we go on to that, did they lock down? Did, did, did Tennessee? Yes. Okay. They had a lockdown. It was before um, before I got there. It, when I came in, um, it was something slide you would see with different businesses we couldn't go to. Um, and then when they slowly opened up, we need to have our masks. And for certain concerts in Nashville, you know, as Music City, um, they did have a requirement for vaccination for some of those concerts. So uh, we saw different businesses upset about it. Others, they agreed with it. Um, it was pretty much all over. Um, mm -hmm. I would say, I think Tennessee had some of the lowest um, vaccination rates among other states. So as far as what people want, I would say it's 50-50 here in Tennessee. But um, I will say a friend of mine was in New Jersey and she's a nurse and she was discriminated against because of her choices. And she had told me that her employer even ripped up her vaccine exemption, her religious exemption form. Yes, she had her pastor sign it and write a letter for it and everything. So I told her, I said, well, uh, maybe you should look into moving here in Tennessee, <laughs> to Tennessee. And um, she was like, well, see if you can find places. I'll do an interview and everything. And she is here and she's Ooh. now. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> they made a nurse upset and now a nurse is going to work for office here, which is awesome. Wow. But part of that is just, she realized um, a lot of it is when we don't know our rights, um, we can, we're easily taken advantage of, of course. Mm -hmm. Don't know what those are. And then also, like you said, Michelle, people will literally hand over their rights because they're in fear. So we've we've definitely we've experienced a little bit of that here, but I will say Tennessee generally is a safe place for people with their different opinions and you know how they see fit for their own personal body and their family. All right, I, I want to go to UT. What are your thoughts on that? What what do you think we need to do uh, as as Americans? Um, as, just what do you think we need to do to prevent something like this happening again in the next pandemic or the next event? To yeah. yeah, there's always going to be something. But I think we could learn from this um, pandemic that we can't trust the government and we can't trust their word. So the only thing to do is for the ones that have common sense to use it and use your, your gut feeling about what's best for you and your family. Because at the end of the day, that's what it boils down to, how you protect your own family. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't really trust anybody else. So just, you know, band together for with the, the people who are like-minded and build a community within people who have sense, which is not many these days. 
I want to go to some of these comments because we have several here. Uh, so let's see here. Denise, she says, those in power pushed a lot of false information, utilizing MSM to encourage many to bend a knee. That's true. I mean, when you think about it, you know, the small few that were standing up, you are standing up against not only the bureaucracies, but mainstream media who were hook, line, and sinker. No more do we have an investigative media complex. Well, they and, are, and they know. called everybody else who would say anything opposite misinformation. That right. was the whole campaign against misinformation. So now they're saying things pretty much opposite from what they were saying a year ago. So are they misinformation now? Right. Like how right. ridiculous is that? Uh, we have Marvin Phillips. He says, right, they were the most spreading misinformation. So he's talking about the mainstream media. Uh, so let me see here. Denise, again, do you know that it is believed a bit of HIV is supposedly, oh, in the vaccine? Uh, so increase in AIDS commercials and plaque so low of it has within its treatment. Well, we don't know that. I mean, if, you, if you're saying that, show us the data, Denise. Uh, for that, because uh, I would love to see I've, I've, I've come across these uh, articles about that. I mean, it would be nice if she can send us uh, more information about it. Yeah, like. yeah, well, definitely. We don't want to get uh, censored or we don't want to get banned <laughs> uh, from, from uh, YouTube. So we're not saying that is true. We want to see the data. Um, but again, you know, it's a, it's a shame we have to actually go through this. It really is. It really is a shame because everyone should be able to voice their opinion on certain situations. And it's up to everyone else to, 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 to fact check it. But you can't even say certain things now. Otherwise, you will get banned from uh, different platforms and removed. All right. Uh, so here, let's see here. Uh, uh, Chad, watch out here comes monkeypox. Yeah, I mean, this was starting to get really pushed up for a minute there, uh, where people were starting to stoke fear about monkeypox. Mm -hmm. and, and we know this is something that is really uh, kind of contained within man-on-man um, -man intercourse. So, um, you know, here we are there. Uh, but this is something we're just going to continue to talk about. We That is one thing I think that we can do to stop this from happening again. Continue to talk about this, raise awareness, continue to talk about all of the inconsistencies and the things that were said in the beginning of this pandemic and that were pushed down, censored, canceled, but have now come out to be true. Continue to talk about it and spread it. Also, share this video. Yes, share media like ours. Send this in your messenger on Facebook. Uh, share this on your timeline uh, so your friends can see it. And again, we love debate. So if someone is questioning or disagreeing with something we're saying about this, please comment. We are happy to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with you about this and, and see what, you know, and, and really talk about it and discuss yeah. it. I think it's important to call them out, like keep calling people out and, the, and, and call out the inconsistencies because then they'll be like, oh, they forget and they have amnesia and they don't remember the things that they said or things that they read or what people wrote. So we got to continue to keep calling them out. Yes, call them out. Exactly, T. All right. So as I mentioned, join the conversation by leaving a comment on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. We will check the comments periodically throughout the show. 
and don't just comment, subscribe. Subscribe to our social media so you always know when we post new content. Also, check us out on our website at www.metroconservativemedia.com for up-to-date information. We are a necessary voice in news and entertainment. All right. Also, let me check, let you guys know, we are doing a, uh, having a party. We are having a party. Metro Conservative Media is having a huge launch party. Uh, so that is uh, Saturday, September 17th. Please, if you are in the Baltimore area, come out and join us. Again, um, this, is a, this is going to be a spectacular event. It's going to be downtown Baltimore. Music, dancing, food, live entertainment. Uh, again, it's going to be in Baltimore on the beautiful rooftop right downtown Baltimore. Views are going to be spectacular. For more information, go to www.mcmlaunch.eventbrite.com to RSVP. This is a free event, but we are um, asking for donations to support us and our platform. Uh, so again, definitely come out and, and join us. This is going to be a nice night to get together and just party amongst like-minded people. And Shelly can cut a rug, so you might want to come and see that. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> actually something you want to do. it gets to meet all of us <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right so we are moving right along to our next topic so i want to talk about these viral traffic stops um there have been two of recent one is with marshawn marshawn lynch recently pulled over for a dui um, take a look at this. This is clip number two. I'm just asking what is the problem. No, he, he was trying to give us I know, a name, I know. but I can't I hear what you're saying. I said, so what is the problem? The car's not on, the car's not going. Okay. So here's the thing, okay? Right now, if you don't get out of the vehicle, you're going to be charged with obstructing an investigation. That is a criminal offense, and you will go to jail. What kind of obstruction? Obstructing. What kind of obstruction? Yeah, we're not going to explain There's it. not different kinds. There's well, only one kind. Explain it to me. Okay, because I've already explained it to you. Failing to obey a command by an officer or lawful order is obstructing. That's so this is your last chance. Step out of the vehicle for us. Everything is understandable. Okay. So if you understand, go ahead and step out for us. Is why will I not be pulled out? There we go. All right. Go to get on your stomach. Roll over. Hands behind your back. All right. So I want to get into this, ladies. Firstly, the reason why I want to show these videos is this is the majority of stops. The majority of stops with police do go without incident. Um, and when I say that, I mean the majority of stops that because police pull over thousands of people throughout the year, 
most of them don't end in a shooting of an unarmed person. But we do see a lot of them that go like this, where people more and more are resisting arrest and not following commands. What do you guys think? That was Marshawn Lynch. He's a football player. I think an ex-football player. What, what do you guys think, Shelly? What do you think of that, Shelly? Sorry. So he looked drunk to me. He looked drunk to me or at least sleepy at the very least. Um, so they were right to pull him over. Or I think what I saw, he had already stopped. I think his rim was blown out or something. So he looked drunk. He should not have been behind the wheel. So I think they were right to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his his vehicle was badly damaged. It wasn't shown in that video, but his video, I mean, his, his vehicle was pretty banged up. Um, what are your thoughts on this, Yana? I mean, we don't hear much talk about these types of stops when there's people who are resisting or giving the police a hard time and, and nothing, like no one is killed. Yeah, and we we just talked about uh, like some COVID rules that every, like like Shelly mentioned people accepted so quickly and followed and but which were ridiculous and a lot of them were against human uh, rights. Now, these rules like traffic stops, these rules we've had them for a long time. These are, you know, you got to you, you go to school for that. You get a driver's license, you study that stuff. You got to pass a test that you have to follow, you know, traffic regulations. And if you get stopped by police, just, you know, do what they say, show them who you are. And, uh, you know, most, most of the time it's all going to go smoothly. And I think most people have been stopped by police at least once and everything went smoothly. If you want to contest your ticket, you can do it later. So they're acting like children, mm-hmm. these people. Yeah, I want to get your thoughts on this, Autumn, because we did see earlier on in the year, LeBron James came out uh, and you know, was talking about these um, officers stopping uh, black men and pretty much you know, said these officers, he made it seem like the majority of the time they're in the wrong and you know these drivers are in the right. What are your thoughts on the narrative that, that has been going on regarding that? Um, I don't think it's fair to generalize anyone, whether it's a profession or a race, mm-hmm. in any situation. But with Marshawn Lynch is very unfortunate um, what has happened to him. I don't know what's going on in his life right now. I'm not going to make excuses for him either. It's just sad to see because he's someone I grew up seeing uh, playing football. So, of course, my family, personally, we praying for him, you know, that he gets better and whatever's going on. But... Um, DUI, I believe that's what he he was driving under the influence, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he's a danger to not only himself, but other people on the road. So I feel like in this case, especially with any case where someone is driving under the influence, um, the police have every right to handle it the way they did, take him in and do whatever is necessary. Yeah. Um, and, and T, what are your thoughts on this? Because we have seen, I mean, of course, Marshawn Lynch was, was inebriated inebriated, but we have seen in a lot more cases of aggression against the police at these stops, you know, or, or just at everyday uh, interactions where uh, the police pull someone over. We'll talk about that next also in the next video. But what are your thoughts on that? Why are we starting to see these, this, this aggression against police and what, what can we do about it? Well, there, there's been a narrative that's been created that 
police just want to hunt black people down and, and kill them. And so what has, what it's done is created a fear in to people that once the police stops them, that they they automatically they're automatically guilty and automatically gonna get killed. So as a surviving tactic, of course you're not gonna comply because now you're the victim. So this it, it's all it's a trickle down. It's also a layered situation because there are instances. I mean, when you watch someone on TV, when you watch the t- the, the police officer shoot somebody while they're running away it does make sense for them to be like, oh shoot, they're just gonna kill me for no reason or they're gonna do something for no reason. But I mean, if they have a reason, the cops have a reason to stop, they have a reason to stop, what can we do about it? Um, I think we should have our own policing, um, police our own communities. But you know, that's that's a situation that it's gonna take a lot of people coming together and doing things that we should do, but it's not gonna happen. But um or at least have the people in the police in the community that are familiar with the community and familiar with how people respond to things and why they're responding, the psych- psychology behind it. Yeah, and, and that's what I want to talk about in this next video, the response uh, in our community to the police. Now, take a look at this. This is, uh, uh, this is uh, the next clip, clip number What's going on? How y'all doing? Hello. All right. Well, I see the Ohio time. I'm not sure if y'all from here or not, but you can't be inside the park in the city of Atlanta between the hours 11 p.m. 6 a.m. Okay. Right. You got your IDs on you? Uh-huh. You have your IDs on you? Yes. I'm going to need them. You have your ID now? Alright, just stand by. I'll be right back with Sir, like I explained to you, uh, you can't be in the park at night. Everyone's just going to receive a uh, simple ticket stating that uh, you was in the park at the hour. All right. I need you to sign right on the end. Where am I signing over? Is it, is it a charge or anything? Or uh, you just it's just a ticket. Sign and go to jail. It's this one here. This one here. Alright, that's your last one. Copy your citation. Do you have any questions? 
Come over here for me, ma'am. All right. So um, I wanted to stop it so you guys can understand. Now, you see what happened. They're in the park after dark. And they're not supposed to be there, which a lot of us know you're not supposed to. A lot of, a lot of signs posted parks across the country after dusk, you're not supposed to be there. So officers saw them, told them that they can't be there. The guy comes over. He asked a question, why do I have to sign it? Which is understandable. Officer told him, if you don't sign it, you, you go to jail. What are you guys' thoughts on this? what's transpired so far? Open mic. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So far, yes. Yeah, yeah just, so far. I saw the whole thing. That's why I'm just like. Right, right, yeah. But so <laughs> far, it's cool. I mean, the, the yes, office yes. thing. I mean, yeah. I think that, uh, I mean, I would have thought, I would have hoped that the officer could have just given the, them a warning. Like, I thought it was a little too much. Like, well, okay. let's go watch the press. Yeah, no, I understand. I know, I know. But I'm just saying, like, if it was me, I mean, I would be, I would not be happy if this happened to me. I'd be like, you know what? I didn't know. And they did say that they're from out of town. And mm -hmm. I would have said, like, well, you know, sorry, we, we're leaving. So, like, I think, you know, maybe if he could have just given them a warning or just a verbal warning yeah, at that I think point. Sometimes the, cops, the cops are a bit too aggressive for no reason maybe because they needed a hug that day or something but sometimes the cops be having they beat in their hands sometimes and think that well maybe he had like you know he needed to give out some tickets that night you guys thought he was aggressive up to there Right no, there. I didn't think it was aggressive. No, I just thought that, I mean, that's, it's just ridiculous. Like, it's, it's like, it's not the big deal. Like, there's just some, they're not doing anything, you know, illegal. Uh, that that's you can, normal. You can that's normal. See, so. times, when I pulled over, you know, I, I, multiple times I was like, oh, they can't give me a warning, you know, so that's normal you know, traffic stop. But actually, I was thinking that, yeah, if they went to court after this, this could have been thrown out. Like, a lot of times, you know, you can talk to the judge and, you know, explain, and they might say, well, you were not from there. You, I don't know, you were, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times these charges, I think, get thrown out. Right. Mm -hmm. What were you saying, Autumn? I want to get you before we move No, on. I was just agreeing. I was oh. agreeing. Okay. It would probably, once they saw they were from out of town and they confirmed everything, then it probably would have been dismissed. All right, let's continue on. Next part of it. <laughs> got a hand on her hip in the back. Copy your citation. Do you have any questions? It is what it is. It is what it is. I'm over here for me, ma'am. Here she comes. Can you come here, ma'am? All right, so you're going to receive a ticket for being in the park after hours. All right? Just need to sign right here on the edge. But because we're out of, didn't you say we were out of time so we wouldn't have known that? Yeah, but that's. That's not a valid reason why you should be in the park because you're from out of town. And what's your back number? Seven four five two. Yeah, from Brooks' badge number. What's your name? Officer Brooks. What's your first name? 
I'm not, I'm not going to give you my first name. Okay. And I don't have to sign this, right? You do have to sign it. No, I don't. Okay. Well, like I explained yes. to him, if you don't sign it, then you're going to be physically taken to jail. Gotcha. So you're refusing to sign? What's your name? I didn't realize she had Officer confirmed. Brooks, 7452. Second time badge number. What's the badge number? I gave it to you two times, man. Okay, I'm asking again. And I'm not giving it to you. Okay. Are you going to sign it? No, because I want your badge okay, number. That's fine. You want to put your hands behind your back for me? Hey, listen, my man. She says she's not signing. Put your hands behind your back. Sir, Ma'am. you're hurting me. Okay. I'm asking you to put your hands behind your back. Um, sir. Put your hands behind your back. Sir. Ma'am, put your hand behind your back. Come on. Come on. I need you to back up. I'm just saying. Like, I need you, you to back up. You don't need to touch her like that. She, she's, she's not putting her hands behind her back. I'm asking. I'm asking she a question. Asking okay. I'm, I'm just, all I'm doing is asking Put your hands behind your back. Put your hands behind you. Brooks. You're under arrest. Put your hands behind your back. I asked you to sign the ticket. You told me you're not signing. I, sir, put your hands I, behind I'm your asking back. you a question. Okay. I'm letting you know. I'm not going to ask you again. I'm going to forcibly put your hands behind your back. But, sir, Mr. Brooks, is this really necessary? Mr. Brooks. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, listen, my man. She needs to put her phone down. Okay, you can put your phone down. Okay, Mr. Brooks. Oh, my God. Put your hands behind your back. I'm not saying that I'm refusing to sign the ticket. I'm going to no, sign the ticket. You don't have an option now. Because I'm, I'm, but I'm going to sign the ticket, Mr. Brooks. I'm going to sign the ticket. I'm going to sign the ticket. No, I'm not here to play games with you. I know, but I'm going to sign. Put your I'm, hands behind your back. Mr. Brooks, I'm going to sign. Put your hands behind your back. Why am I putting my hands behind your back? Why am I putting my hands behind my back? I'm going to sign the ticket, but why am I under arrest? Why am I under arrest? I'm going to sign the ticket. I'm going to sign the ticket, Mr. Brooks. That's all it is. I'm going to sign the ticket. I asked you to sign the ticket. You told me you're not signing. I'm going to sign the All right. Um, so I want to get first thoughts on what we just saw. Shelly, what, what are your thoughts on what transpired? Uh, bottom line, I think this whole incident was unnecessary um bottom line i do i'm going to be honest she did say she was not going to sign that ticket however my big complaint is why does being after the in the park why does even not signing a, a citation require anybody to go to jail time when there is no violence no felony involved that was my whole thing I'm not saying that he was not within his rights to do what he did, but why does it even have to be at that level? I'm blaming the legislators. Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Yana? Well, yeah. the the reason to sign the ticket, as I understand, is is that they confirmed that they received it. So, and it's the same thing when you get stopped, uh, you know, for speeding. You confirm that you receive it, and he. So if they don't confirm that they receive it, basically they can't be charged. Like basically they can they can say we never received the ticket. 
But and they had that information. They had that information already on the ticket, so that they can still receive a subpoena for court. When you no no no, no. When, when you sign the ticket, you confirm that you no. I'm talking about the, the information. The information you. that's collected. The information that's collected. They can no. That means that an officer. That means an officer can look at somebody violating. How would they get? How they get their license and, and address? How they get the license? Because they. Because they what if they can? What if they can? And then you get a. a and then you get a letter saying you have to appear to court because. But the how do they get their license? They get the license. You get the license from the person in the car. In this case, there were two people, so there was but only one even, driver and one Shelly, you can you can uh, you can find that information. Like somebody can know who you are, and like basically, a police officer can know who you are. And then they want to issue a ticket without you even knowing. So what you are saying, then that would that would be the case. Then I'm you would receive a ticket in the mail. I like, want to move on to, yeah. without you even knowing. We see, what are your thoughts on this, Autumn? What, what transpired? Okay, so I feel like the man she was with, I don't know who he is to her, but the man she was with, he, I mean, he signed it without issue. As soon as he learned what the, the consequence of not signing it was, he did it, right? So when she came up, when he noticed her attitude to begin with, they're together, so I'm assuming he knows how she is, right? He should have protected his woman by telling her, just go ahead and sign and get it over with because this is the consequence. I know you just heard what he said. Sign it. Let's get this over with so we can go home. Mm -hmm. okay. So he should have protected her versus confirming how she felt that the police officer was in the wrong that she, she was doesn't the seem like the woman that listens to anybody yeah. so, i don't what think she would listen to jail. i want to move on to see why are you why are you doing the, why are you don't do that that's, 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 that he well he, he he did back her up he you're right he backed her up but as the man he as the man that's with her he should have asserted himself even if it was another woman that's a friend should have asserted themselves to protect their friend right that's what should have happened on that part so i see he, that's irritating me because had it been my husband, he would have said something to me, right? He would have corrected what I was doing. But, um, and also looking at it from just, she should have just went ahead, signed it, got it, you know, just fought it in court, whatever she But had you to. just admitted that you might be one of those women who don't listen either, the same women you're talking about. Huh. Me well, no, Autumn. She said, "Cause that was me. My husband would have corrected me." So you're admitting that it's possible that you would have been doing that. No, what I'm saying. No, before she even got to that, her husband would have been like, "Just sign it, so we can go." Yes, if I had acted <laughs> like that, my husband would have. But if we let's say it was me in that situation, right? I'm a county. Well, I'm about to be county commissioner. That means I have the sheriff's department under me, right? I have different departments that are part of the county. They're under me. Even if I'm in the wrong, I would never, ever in that situation assert my authority just because I'm county commissioner. Right. Even if my husband was there, he still would have said something to me and I still would have stood corrected. See, you can't, your, you can't, even if you have authority, you still should never assert that when you're in the wrong. She was in the wrong. She should have decided, got over with, and moved along. That's what I would have done. T, what are your thoughts? First yeah, I, I had only seen the portion of the um, video that initially the video that um, I guess the guy was recording. And of course, they only started recording there from from their perspective. And it looked wrong, like he was just the cops were just being aggressive and an asshole. But seeing the whole video, um, 
it gives me the whole picture. And yeah, she, she was doing too much. And I understand she didn't have to ask the man five or six times for his badge number and for his name. Like she was being funny or trying to be whatever she was trying to be. Like she went and got her phone. He even allowed her to go and get her phone. First of all, like when you went back to the car, unless you go back to the car, which was dangerous, Mm -hmm. which was dangerous. Yeah. So then she comes back, you know, with her little attitude or whatever. And that's how she ended up in the position that she ended up in. And, you know, I think that the guy did, he tried to protect her from what he could. I think that was their first date, by the way, Autumn. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can, there's a different he way to protect her. He was no, he did. The, the further along in the video, he was like, sir, why are you doing this to her, sir? Yeah. She just wanted to do this. She just wanted to ask you a question. She just wanted, right. why you, you don't have to be that, she, even here, you don't have to be that aggressive to her. He was I mean, late. she he was, was the they needed two men to, to detain her. Wrong way. Let me, uh, man, if I may, um, first of all, who in their right mind would try to fight a police officer? Because that's exactly what she was doing. She didn't try to fight the police officer. He asked her, to, he said, ma'am, put your, he said, I'm, I'm, he, when he said you were under, uh, really before he said you were under, she was backing and pushing against him the they entire needed two, time. They, he needed backup. Like, he couldn't even, like, well, they do, they do call for backup, but I'm with T. She was not trying to fight him. She was no. resisting. She was resisting, but she was not trying to fight him. Yes, right. she, um, he did well, explain that. Of, she, he told, he was telling, well, who in their right mind would do that? Why are you resisting arrest? in a police with a police officer like that because she didn't feel like she was doing anything wrong she didn't want to sign a ticket so what you mean who cares like she cares they care that is how you get shot that is that is how you get shot i get that kj again my point again i'm not saying she was in the right i mean i would have signed the ticket been upset i don't even have a problem with her having an attitude most people don't have a pleasant hi officer when you get a ticket none of us so that's 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 neither here nor there however again i'm taking it a little bit a little bit higher than other than just this of these people i don't see i don't understand why again it's a non-violent non-felony situation why something even has to escalate for someone to go to jail for this that's all she i'm saying she escalated it. And let me explain something. Because in my profession, like I have a lot of leeway when I deal with with with, with people. Um, and and it is in my profession is conducted by the law, by different policies and rules and regulations, but we have leeway. Some people that I some people that do what I do are by the book and they don't give any leeway. It is what it is. And then some people do the job, and they are a little bit more, they give more uh, leeway to, to, to people. But either way, it's, you, you, you can, it's, he was following the law. He was following the rules. Now, whether she liked it or not, which I, I can agree, like, I don't, you don't, she didn't like it, but she broke the rules. You broke the rules, you broke, break the law, you have to do the consequences. Now, some people, like police officers give you, let you go. Some don't. Um, and signing that ticket is not an admission. It's not an admission of guilt. So I, I mean, like he said, it, she did. She did. She confirmed what he said. 
And that's why they released it, it because, they released it. because yeah. the media was showing only the part where she's saying, I'm going to sign the ticket mm -hmm. as right. if he didn't even give her a chance and he just like threw her on the ground. That's I, what the, the people saw. And no, that's why I, they had to release a like 30 minute video for people to right. really see what happened. I noticed along the way further on when he when the other officers came on the scene, his the, this officer that arrested the lady, he said one of his comments was, you know, I'm tired of these females. You know, the oh. guy signed it and he said something, I'm tired of these females. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he was not or he was outside of the law, but I do want to say that police officers, just like the rest of us, are human yeah. beings. They have egos. They have mm -hmm. feelings. They are. They want to get home, most of them. But but that does not mean that his ego was not involved in this. Of course I, not, but they're not yeah. robots. I mean, if, it, right. if, what, what, if you want a robot to start doing the job, everybody would get tickets. Mm -hmm. Everybody yeah. would get tickets. You know, so you know, had she acted with a little bit more decency, you know, this thing would have gone a totally like Yana said, when they go to court, it may it probably would have gotten thrown out. Um, you know, you know, it, it would have been would have been cool. But the way she acted, I mean, and and I don't I hate to take it a, a different way, but we see this kind of caricature. Is it caricature? How do you pronounce it? Caricature. Caricature of black women. Like we do see that, and and I, I want to talk about that. I know we are running out of time. Another show, right? But I just want to just—that's a whole conversation, right there. We've seen this where we are we are we come off as very, um, you know. You see, she went through a totally a, a lot of emotions. First, it was just nasty and snarky. Then it was just unruly. Then it was victim. Then the victim. Came. She played a she played a black Karen on that one. I even say that. She did a black Karen. She she cried victim. She cried black woman tears after she was already snappy. She was in the car. I listened to like when she was in the car already, and she was crying, saying things like, "Don't kill. I hope that God don't let them kill me." Something like that. She was saying. It's like, okay. Jeez, I no, but I think I think she was right. A lot of people, a lot of people do have a genuine fear of the police, particularly black people. For good or bad or indifferent, that fear is real, just like T said. So I do. I think her emotions. She didn't seem scared in the beginning. I yeah, I think her emotional cycle was 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 real. Valid. I do think her emotional She was cycle not was afraid real. of him when she said, I don't need to sign this, right? Yeah, 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 she like, I don't need to sign this, right? She, he's like, no, you do. No, I don't. Then he's like, you're going to jail. Okay, I got you. Like, that That doesn't sound like a scared person. I didn't look afraid at all. If someone is fearful, it's either fight or flight. Yeah, that's what I said. Survival kicks in. No, she went through, she went she through those being emotions. Attacked. A fight she went through those emotions. Attacked, but she but went he, through all the emotions, and then she yes. started realizing what was really happening. She added. went for for attacking him immediately. She went through all the emotions. Yeah. She did. She did. I, I think she legitimately. I think she was fierce. Well, she, she needs, she needs counseling. Obviously, I mean, the guy said it is what it is. He was obviously not happy about this. And I've but never, he was I've not threatening. They're fearful like that, and I've dealt with the public all my life. I've seen, I know people like her. I've actually had situations with ignorant, nasty, know-it-all women like her, and she was not fearful. She thought she was going. She thought she was going to get away with not signing that document. That's what she thought. She I was think that all that. 
Mm-hmm. And she, she she played scared at the end because mm-hmm. she knew they were filming. She was scared. I think she was scared. One thing I do know. He pulled out that taser. She was a great actress. I, I thought that she was a good actress. One thing I do know is that she held on to that turban as long as she could because that turban <laughs> came off. Now, I did see that part. I thought the same thing, Shelly. I'm like, oh, she's not gonna let them see these these little kinks that they got up in here. Well, she was trying she was to be cute her, for her date. She, she was scared. That thing came off. I was like, oh, look, she, she holding it. <laughs> her wig braids. She had some wig braids under there. Oh, I didn't Pushes a narrative. They didn't show the whole tape. They, they, you know, they saw the whole tape, but they only released that snippet to to create a narrative that this cop was being. They released the video that the guy recorded, so that's all they had at the time. So now, after because now the public and the media is like, oh no, you did so wrong. Now then, they had to release the video, the show, like this is the whole video. But they only had what they had. And. Another thing that hasn't been, I don't know if it's released yet. The man said it sounded like a black cop. Oh, he's a black guy. He it was. was. It was oh, a black cop. All oh, okay. Yeah. All okay. Of all, right. all of them. Say again. All of the police officers in the video, the ones that came from back. Oh, all okay. okay. And it's Atlanta, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll see what occurs here. Uh, we'll see. Is she going to sue like the Sesame? I think State? she's suing. So far, he ha- so far the police department have uh, have supported him and backed him up, and he has not been removed or uh, re- released from from patrol or whatever. So far, and that's another thing. the The morale of cops nationwide now is so low because of public opinion and because of the media and these um, narratives that are pushed. You uh, can't even really get cops to, to to work. There's so many jobs that are available that nobody wants to work, and then the ones that are there, they just don't even care really. So, I mean, like okay, here in Clarksville, it's a little bit different. So we have what's called a jet program. Don't ask me what it stands for. I just I know what they do. I just can't think of it. That's the city, so I can't think of what it stands for. But they go out into the community. They go to the projects. They have. Um, different enrichment programs for the stu- for the children and um they have barbecues i mean anything you can think of that you would do for youth engagement that's what we have our police officers doing and a lot of times they'll try to use um the ones that are black and the ones that are young as well right so i think we have 12 percent of our police force is black and that's men and women and um, it's growing. And I mean, when they go out, they, they come out asking people to, you know, join the police force. That's something that they try to push. So they try to reach the kids, right? But they're also looking at the parents. Like, you, how about you come on and join? So they, they have tried to establish a really positive relationship within our community here. And we haven't really had anything crazy going on here. Um, Nashville is another story. There are different things that have popped up in Nashville, of course. But um, here in Clarksville, on the other hand, it has been generally positive. Um, even whenever we had um, people that wanted to protest in the height of, you know, BLM and everything that was going on, um, I do remember them blocking off a road so that way they can just do their thing what they needed to. And, um, yeah, it's just, I mean, they've really done their best to get people to join and also um, just making themselves more visible 
and making sure people have access. They come out to the, the, the schools. They do a lot here. But I would like to see more of that throughout the nation and not just here in Clarksville. Yeah, community policing. We definitely mm -hmm. need that back. And this we definitely need to change this narrative because this is, we've mentioned this before on the show, this type of, of supported, this, this type of behavior is supported because um, she was whole, wholly wrong, in my opinion. If this type of behavior is supported, if we continue to put support people resisting arrest, I mean, that cop was actually, I, I give it to him because he, it, that thing could have totally taken the wrong turn. Multiple times throughout that interaction, it could have went a totally different way. And she would have, may have not been able to get up the next day. So um, we have to push back against this. Don't resist arrest. Sign, do whatever you have to do to, to get out of that situation or to you know get out of that. And then you have the man's badge number. You have it on. You know they have the body cams or you've been recording it. And, and seek uh, counsel or seek, uh, you know, their supervisors the next day. But not mm -hmm. while you're there. Don't, don't resist arrest. Don't resist arrest. Because I would have shot her. All right. So, um, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I was like, wait. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I mean, I do have to say, like, yeah, I agree that he was, like, she did not get hit. Like, I didn't see him, you know, pulling, like, you know, you get used, you know, you've seen where, you know, police uses, you know, some sort of, like, stick or, or something, you know, to, like, sub, uh, make sure that the person stops resisting. He didn't do any of that. Like, they got another guy to finally come and detain her. And she was just, I mean, to me, I mean, she was fight. I have to say she was fighting. When you're not letting them hold yeah. you, you're, you're fighting. So. Okay. All right, well, we have to move on. We're running out of time. Uh, so again, uh, definitely continue the conversation uh, by leaving a comment here on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. We will check the comments periodically throughout the show. We do have several. I'm just going to go through these. Uh, let's see here. All right, so I have here uh, Tyrone Keys. Uh, okay, he says, I want to make my interactions with the police as brief and painless as possible. I would love, I would have signed it and kept it moving. I would never be with a woman who doesn't comprehend the value in not complicating life unnecessarily. All right, so there's a male's point of view, a uh, man's point of view. Uh, on the lady, I wonder if he asked her out on a second date. Because <laughs> I think that was their first date. Oh, <laughs> I, need a, I need a follow up. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Chad says, but that would have involved her listening. Yeah, I mean, this thing. That's what I said. It's just, it's, it seemed like the person who listens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Denise, she became uncooperative. Not sure it needed to get to this level, but she was in the wrong. All right, yep. Yeah, I agree, Denise. Uh, Regina, she should have signed and wrote under duress, meaning you were wrongfully or coerced into signing, then fight in court. I agree. You could do that. That would have been a great option if she disagreed with the whole thing. I agree, Regina. Uh, let's see here. Chad, that's how it works in Georgia. My wife being from there, it's you signed to say that you received it. It's not an admission of guilt. If you don't, it's a jail. It's jailable. Okay. 
Uh, so let's see here. Uh, Chad says again, I told you guys Georgia was flipped by one man. Oh, so he's bringing Jesus into it. Georgia's flipped by Jesus. All right. Uh, Just see. like them tables that Jesus put. <laughs> All right. And uh, Boy Mom 72 agree with KJ. Oh, lady to warm my own heart. She was not scared. I know she wasn't scared. I've seen a scared woman. That woman didn't have no fear in her eyes. I know women like that too. Yes, yes, indeed. All right. Uh, let's see your last one, Denise. Who would want to work as a police officer in the current environment of disrespect? There are good and bad people on all sides and in every area, but media and some politicians are pushing a narrative. You said it all right there, Denise. I totally agree. I mean, the police have a very difficult job nowadays. I mean, it's already adversarial. And then you have this narrative that all police are bad. And so now it becomes not only adversarial, but you don't even support it by people who are lawful. <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. We have to keep them in prayer. Uh, so we are moving along here to our pop-off round. I missed it uh, earlier. You guys probably thought I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> but I um, want to do this pop-off round. So as you guys know, we do this every week. Uh, basically, it's a rapid-fire round. So I'll ask each host a uh, trending a question or propose a trending topic to them. And in 30 seconds or less, they will respond. All right, so first one is uh let's see here. you autumn versus up to is autumn. Now they don't they have not no none of the hosts have heard this question before. They don't know what's <laughs> all right. So first question here is um women of all ethnicities and races complain about it being hard to find a good man to settle down with and get married. Uh, this is an Essence article. It talks about why it is so hard for Black women to find the love they deserve. Why you didn't give me this question? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, to you, Autumn, what would you advise women to do who are looking to settle down with a good man but having a hard time finding one? And I asked you because you're young, you know, you're married, you have children. What do you tell your friends in their 30s or younger? How do you find a good man? My friends don't even listen to me, but <laughs> <laughs> they should. But um, no, the best way to find a man is, ooh, I don't know. Well, no, friend, good man. <laughs> a good man. Um, whatever type of man it is that you want. Well, first, I think you should start with yourself. So think about what it is that you want in your life, what it is, um, your parenting, how you want that to look, um, how you want your lifestyle moving forward to look, right? Then you need to re you know, evaluate yourself and make sure you're you fit the standard of a man that you want. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that you are on the same level as him. So when you do that, that means you're working on yourself, whether that's spiritually, mentally, emotionally, you know, going through healing or whatever, childhood trauma, all that, get all that out the way. Figure out what it is that you want. And then once you have done everything you need to with yourself, then you can start <laughs> making choices and deciding who you want. And the best way to do that and find someone if you're going to look for someone 
is to go in the places where you think a man like that would be. For instance, if you want to find a man that is into business because you have a passion for that, then you would want to go to those mixers that they have for um, businesses, you know, business after hours, those meetups and things like that. Um, maybe even a fundraiser. Um, go to those things. If you want to find a man that's um, really into, um, I don't know, um, humanitarian, just things like that. Just go to places like that. Definitely not in the club. Go to those special interest events. And that's where you'll find a man that you would have something in common with and can really just have an organic and genuine uh, relationship build up with that. Start with what you have in common. All right. All right. I Moving right along to you, Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, oh, what did you say? I'm sorry. Did I miss something? I said I didn't do any of that myself, though. <laughs> oh, okay. But that's what I would say to others. When I did, my husband saw me. So, um, he saw me somewhere first and then he reached out, I think mutual friends and that's how that came about. So I wasn't actually looking for my husband. I was actually working on myself at the time. But still, if you're going to look for someone, then do as I said. <laughs> All right. Well, and that's actually, you know, most relationships that work out in the long run are ones that are done by mutual friends. So that's mm -hmm. actually data there that behind that. So, and I actually met my husband the same way. So, <laughs> so uh, it was mutual friends. Um, so definitely. Um, all right, moving right along to you, Shelly. So every branch of the U.S. military is struggling to meet its fiscal year 2022 recruiting goals. Uh, say multiple U.S. military and defense officials and numbers obtained by NBC News show both a record low percentage of young Americans eligible to serve and an even tinier fraction willing to cons consider it. What does this say about our society? Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on that, Shelly. What does it say about our society? I think it says a lot. The military is close to my heart. I think it says a lot. And I think it also says that we, our society is maybe teetering on a very dangerous position. Um, if we don't have the uh, military replacement levels and even some um, going above and beyond what the replacement levels are, we are open to serious, serious problems. Um, I think many people are not joining or re-enlisting young people, people who are eligible for various reasons. But one reason I think is that the military, like other institutions in our country, has have really become really too woke. And they're not maintaining standards. They're not maintaining the physical standards. They're not maintaining the uh, the aptitude or the uh, academic standards. So many people are saying, basically, well, then what's the point? Not only that, I think this part, um, I think this part kind of gets um, you know pushed aside. But many people with the division that we have in our country, particularly on racial lines, economic lines political lines, many people are saying, why should I send my child to go and fight for a country that, that doesn't appreciate me, that will have, you know, that really shows contempt for basic American values? Because by and large, the people who are in the military who are going to fight and dine on the fields, they're not the elite's children. They are from the middle class and lower classes. So these people are saying, I don't want to sacrifice my children for a country that has contempt for my values. Okay. All right. Uh, we are moving right along uh, to Yana. 
uh, I want you to take a look here. This is clip number four and then uh, share your thoughts. So here it is, the most unpopular opinion I'll ever do. I hope you guys duet and stitch and save or whatever you need to do to this because it's going to get down fast. If I would have understood when I was younger that fighting for my rights as a lesbian would mean allowing children to drag shows, attaching child molesters to our community, and allowing children to change their sex before they even know what their favorite color is. I would have never done it. Never. Well, it's a bit too late for a lot of kids, but thank you for your honesty and God bless you. All right. Uh, so I want to get your thoughts, Yana. Do you agree with, with what, what she said? That, 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 that tone and that, uh, that narrative? Yeah, definitely. And actually, I I follow some uh, like Instagram accounts where there are feminists, um, there are women who are lesbians on that account uh, who open oh, like they really dislike uh, the transgender movement because basically these women were fighting for women's rights. They were fighting for the rights of people who were born as females and now they're putting men so in in their spaces so basically using their language you know they were fighting for women to have their space uh and now it's being violated by males who want to pretend to be uh women and then and, and they're grooming children into that so i can i mean i'm hoping to see more women's rights uh groups to finally wake up to this ridiculousness that's going on all right uh last one for you is t uh t i want you to take a look at this this is clip number five Watch whole thing. Topic. Why don't the women want to cook and clean for the men anymore? Because they're tired, bro. They have to go to work every day. That's not hard. They're tired? Yeah, they got to go to work every day, just like you. What are, they, what are they tired of? Of working. It's not hard. I mean, that shouldn't even be like, I don't, I don't even understand the question. Like, they're tired. Aren't you tired when you get home from work? They're working every day, so they're tired. That's why I don't want to cook or clean. Yeah. You think I want to work eight hours and then come home and 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 then cook and clean? I mean, I do it because I have to. I have five children. But yeah, I mean, do, do you have like, a woman right now? I don't even, what's that? Do you have a woman right now? I've been married since uh, I've been married for over twenty years. Okay. What what is? Does your wife work? Yeah, absolutely. What are the roles in a marriage? What are you talking about roles? And what everybody is, does what they have to do. Well, okay, what's your? What do you do? What does she do? For a living? No, in the house for the marriage. What do you guys do? What are your roles? Role? I I don't I don't understand the question. I she does she does what needs to be done that day if she has time to do it, and if she doesn't, I do it. 
I do what needs to be done that day, and if I don't have time to do it, she does it. With roles, I don't know what you how, how do you not how do you not know what roles are in a marriage? You're married for 20 years. You guys don't have those any don't roles? exist. Because those don't exist. Like I'm not white. I'm not a white what? Christian what? man. I, I, don't, what, I don't what are you talking roles. about? I'm not white. What does that have to do with anything? Oh, because you're trying to you're trying to live up to like some white supremacist ideal of uh of the what are you talking family. about? I don't, I don't I don't subscribe. Nobody to said that. nothing about no supremacy. Teamwork makes the dream work, friend. We a team. Ain't no roles. What do you mean there ain't no roles? I it's not that hard to understand. You said why do women not want to cook and clean? They're tired. They have to go to work. Okay, I answered that question. Okay, you said what are who's your roles? It, who's it, who's I said we're a team. If, don't it, have if they're if there if there's something that needs to be built in the house, who builds it? You or your wife? Depends on what it is. What do you mean depends on what it is? Like if it's a toy for the kids, you know what I'm saying? My wife's better at putting stickers on, so she builds it. But if we're talking about That's like, not you know building saying, like, nothing, man. Well, I mean, I, I'm sorry you feel putting that way. Stickers it's still a on task. something? You've lost it. It's still a task. But my wife's an interior designer, so she can she can build anything. I ain't got time for no foolishness. He gone. All right. Uh, so a lot to unpack there, but we don't have a lot of time. So I want to stick to this question for you, T. Are gender roles, which are now called social constructs, important in a marriage? Why or why not? Not only gender roles are important, but just roles in general. That's why I think that the caller was just trolling because, of course, there are things men and women are not the same. <laughs> men have things that they're, you know, naturally good at, and women have things that are naturally good at when it comes to masculinity and femininity and those and how they coexist into one space. But of course, there are gender roles because of the fact that men are different and women are different, and there are roles in a marriage or in a relationship or just in general, because people are better at one thing than they are another. And that's how you create a whole system or structure in, in a household and in family, because you have these things that people can do and one person can, another person can't, or you establish them or create them. But of course, I mean, to answer your question, yes, there are gender roles in a marriage because I have these and a man has you know, something. And there are reasons for that. And there are reasons that women have the, the things that they have innately. And there are reasons that the men have things that they have innately. All right. All right. So again, that is the end of our pop-off round. Join the conversation by leaving a comment on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Uh, do you have a question that you'd like to hear answered by one of our co-hosts? Email me, kj at metroconservativemedia.com. I will ask the co-host your question during our next pop-off. All right. So we are really over time. I want to get this last topic in, if I can, uh, just very quickly. Uh, talking about socialism. Uh, so basically, I, I want to talk about is should we be worried as, a, as Americans that socialism is taking over in society. And before you ladies answer that, um, yes, this is this is basically based off of a Whole Foods owner. He's actually retiring, but the owner of Whole Foods made a statement this week saying 
uh, that socialists are taking over in the U.S. and young people in liberal cities don't seem like they want to work. So first, before we go into that, I want to just give a brief description of socialism or definition. So according to uh, history.com, socialism describes any political or economic theory that says the community rather than individuals should own and manage property and natural resources. So the term socialism has been applied to very different economic and political systems throughout history, including utopianism, anarchism, Soviet communism, and social democracy. These systems vary widely in structure, but they share an opposition to an unrestricted market economy and the belief that public ownership of the means of production will lead to better distribution of wealth and a more egalitarian society. So with that in mind, I want to start with you, Shelley. Do you agree with the owner of Whole Foods? Is Do you feel like socialism is taking over the United States? And should we be worried? Yeah. Um, again, I think we should be wary. Just like we talked earlier, I think the first topic in, about the CDC, the government. So I do think socialism has crept in more so than it has been. Um, keep in mind that we don't we have a system of capitalism, but it's never, never been a pure capitalist system. There's always been government forces that intervene in the capitalist system. However, now we have more government directing, as we saw with the lockdowns, governments can come in and just close up your private business carte blanche, right? Government has too much control. Government has bailed out, you know, the car dealers and other uh, entities or other industries and using the taxpayers' money to do so when the taxpayers are still, by and large, struggling to even make ends meet sometimes. So yes, we, we should be worried when we have, again, half or more of our country advocating for more and more government control. All right. I want to move on to you, Yana. Uh, what do you think about this? Should we be worried that socialism is taking over the United States? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh. And we should be worried. And it's the reason why it's taking over is because it's being taught literally everywhere. So we have it. I think, the, I mean, the media is pushing for it. Then we have universities that literally teach socialism. Everyone who goes to majority of universities in the United States come out most people come out thinking that socialism is the way to go mm. yeah uh i, I want to get your thoughts on this autumn uh, autumn do you believe socialism is taking over and if so should it should we be worried should we be worried about this yes and yes it absolutely is um and that in part is because we do have a lot of people who are advocating in favor of it um do i think that the people who are advocating in favor of it actually know truly what socialism is? No, because we're calling it socialism as opposed to calling it communism. And mm -hmm. most people haven't read or, you know, really studied who Karl Marx is or who Vladimir is. So with both of them, they talk about how you can start getting people to advocate for those things for them, which would be through education, which is what we're seeing and a lot of people are beginning to expose now but if they're exposing it, that means it's already been implemented. It's already here. And we're seeing that with um, our youth, with our with millennials and Gen Z, we're starting to see that especially. And obviously, you know, just something has to be done about it, of course. But it's right now we have to 
protect. <laughs> I always make a joke because they say it on the the TV show Scandal. Protect the public, Republic. But I mean, we really do have to protect um, our rights that we have and keeping it where we're able to elect the governing body. We keep limited government. Um, we have to uphold the Constitution. It's super important. And the fact that they're not teaching that in school. Um, I mean, even when I was in school, when I was in the 12th grade, that was 2012. So in 2012, they were giving us um, like just a small little snippet of government. But there was never any emphasis on it or teaching us, you know, just really to appreciate it at all. So um, even with that said, that's not enough. We should be really making sure our students understand what is and what isn't, you know, the real definition of everything. So that way they can make those choices as they get older and really understand it, begin to research, look at um, original history, you know, just historical text. Start studying these people, going into their minds by looking at the books that they wrote, um, really understanding where we started, even looking at um, just simplifying it, looking at black history. If we look at that, we'll see the reason why we chose the Republican Party back then, you know, and why a lot of us are still choosing that today. And a lot of people are beginning to shift. You know, I've noticed even I've noticed that myself. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people are beginning to shift over to the Republican side just because they're seeing, you know, as, as they start researching and reading, they're starting to see, okay, wait a minute. I'm starting to agree with this side a lot more because this seems to be way more important than my emotions and feelings towards X, Y, Z. So it's, we just, we have to, um, I won't even say Republicans. I'll just say people who are conservative, people who um, want to uphold the rule of law, people who want a small government where the power is, you know, with the people, um, everyone who feels that way and wants to make choices for themselves and not have so much of a heavy um, government hand on them when doing that, they need to really pay attention. They need to run for office, you know, but they really need to be paying attention to make sure they're voting the right way and really looking at what each person wants, ask those questions. Politics at one point was something that people maybe could just say whatever oh, I know about a little bit, but now it's become something where we really, really have to know all of us do. All right. T, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, is Should we be worried that socialism is taking over? Yeah, uh, we definitely should be worried. And I, I, I mean, it's not only socialism. It's If we look at it as a, a more granular, macroscopic perspective, it's, <laughs> it's more like, um, sorry, I just got distracted. It's more like our... It's it's an evil the liberation the liberalism that they want to and everyone being free and do whatever they want to do. It's, they're creating a lawless society, and it's all going to blow up in our faces at some point. And I just hope that we prepare ourselves for it. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, and as you guys, all, I think each of you said, um, you know, we it's this, it's, it is in the school systems. Um, it's within our elected officials, you know, before it was on the fringe. Now we're seeing a lot more elected officials push for socialism. Uh, I mean, my goodness, they just passed an act, this Inflation Reduction Act, which actually doesn't uh, reduce inflation, that actually has a lot of social, uh, socialism in it. Um, and, and that can, we can talk about that another time. But we certainly need to start really speaking up about this, uh, as many parents are doing within the school system, 
and pushing back uh, against this because it, it really is taking over our country. I mean, socialism, I just want to add, socialism means higher taxes. So that's for people to really understand when somebody is uh, pushing for socialism, they're also pushing for higher taxes. Like socialism cannot work with more ta- uh, without taxing the population more and more. Because if you look at uh, Europe, uh, European countries, taxes are really high over there. You do not, you have a ceiling of how much money you can make. And America used to be a country where, you know, you have opportunity to make, you know, to be as wealthy as you are able to be through your own means. And uh, now with socialism, that's going to be limited. Absolutely. And as you mentioned, you know, it means higher taxes. So what do we see within the last week? Biden just signed a bill that expanded the IRS, doubled the capacity of IRS agents. And what what did the IRS do? They make sure that we are paying our taxes. They check everything about us. They file, uh, you know, audits on people and, and all kinds of things. They have to have that because if they are implementing a socialist society, that is pretty much ran off of the backs of the people, off of taxes, they have to have an enforcement system. So they've doubled this enforcement. Uh, And it's pretty, we really need to talk about that another time because we are out of time, but um, definitely something to talk about uh, in the future because this is scary stuff and they're doing it slowly, but consistently trying to implement Mm -hmm. a socialist system. So that's all we have for today. It's already here. Yeah. We are already here, but this does bring us to the end of our show. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, again, we had um, we do have a, uh, a, a event coming up on uh, September 17th. So certainly please come out and join us for that event. Uh, MCM Launch Party Liberation kicks off again on September 17th from 7 to 11 p.m. Get your tickets tonight. We are almost at capacity uh, so we will, if, if we do have tickets left over, we will take them at the door, but please go online because if we are at capacity, we will only take people who have RSVP ahead of time. Uh, so again, it's going to be a great night of food, cocktails, music, and dancing under the stars in beautiful downtown Baltimore. Uh, we are on the penthouse roof, rooftop of one of the most beautiful buildings in Baltimore. So please come out and join us. Again, that is September 17th uh, from 7 until 11 p.m. All right. Uh, So, again, check us out. Join the conversation by checking us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, And subscribe. That way you get up-to-the-minute content when we post, and we appreciate the support. We are an independent media, and each time you subscribe, it helps make our voice that much stronger. Check us out on our website at www.metroconservativemedia.com. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, count your blessings and live a life of purpose. Good night.